How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you, add volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. About to shine bright like a supernova. Hi, Roberta. Hey, um, good evening. It is very late. Well, it is. It's late. No, girl. I am. We woke up really early, so it feels. I think we filmed. We have recorded way past this time, (laughs) but we just both woke up so early that it feels, um, particularly. Aren't you gonna miss seeing me in person for so long? Mm, Yeah, I will. But. I, I believe that I'll be able to endure. You know, I think that we have, uh, we've gone long stretches without seeing each other before. Not this long. This is going to be the longest we've gone in a long time. Probably, yeah, that's true. That is very true. I am, after all, your platonic life partner. You have like five of us, so I don't I don't feel special. It's like, what, there's like me, uh, Kamika, who else? Uh, Jay. 
We you have three. So like I'm you're polyamorous, bitch. You're the one that's polyamorous. <laughs> you know, people on the podcast they come like they were like, um, Bob loves to come from Monet talking about her monogamous relationship. I'm like, when Bob was literally talking about how polyamory almost that's, not, that's not the same thing. I was acknowledging that I had two boyfriends. You are specifically bringing up that you're monogamous. I was acknowledging saying, I'm monogamous. No, I, I was acknowledging that I have two parts. I was like, oh, I'll go to Ezra. I was talking to Jacob, but I wasn't like my polyamorous lifestyle. I'm polyamorous. I was like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to see Ezra and then I'm going to see Jacob. Bitch, same thing. It's not the same. So it's every time you mention. Every time you mention um, your boyfriend Andy, that's not acknowledge. That's not you acknowledging that you're monogamous. But when you specifically say, "I'm in a monogamous relationship," well, also I'm also doing a bit because I know how how the thought of monogamy you you, you thought you find it, it tickles you. So I'm doing a bit. That's number one. But number two, before that, before I would say mon- my monogamous relationship, I would say Andy. You're like, "Oh, we get it, Monet. You talking you talking about your boyfriend Andy? We get it." Which by the way, which is literally what you did for me the entire time I started dating Jacob. As soon as I started dating Jacob, every time we get it. And by the way, I'm not even gonna defend myself. There's, 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 <laughs> I don't know that to be true because it's around the time that we started the podcast. And there's a lot of footage of it, so you all you don't you don't need to you all don't need to. Um, this was five years ago. Go to the first episode of the podcast. Whenever I mentioned that I had a partner, my name, but what'd you do? I was like, well, me and Jacob. Oh, we get it. You have a boyfriend. We know. We know. <laughs> so I, it's not the fact that you acknowledge that you have a partner. It's that you you're you're so leaning into your monogamy and it's like it was also like it was like literally like one or two comments money's like everyone you love to be like, everyone saying it is this. everyone um Bitch, uh, by the way i posted on a page on today nick dragged you and also, i agree with nick is inconsistencies also, for me also first of all nick is a dumb fuck and doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> oh and i hope nick God. is listening um nick is a patron of course nick is listening and um you know I have a lot of sisters from my season who can confirm my stories, and I immediately said, "Wait, I don't remember. Did we have?" And then I and I did not say we don't have no days off. I said, "Oh wait, I think we actually had Saturdays off." Is what I said. <laughs> I literally said it in the same breath on the podcast. So maybe Lick, maybe Nick has uh, Lick, dumb, Lick. Yeah, maybe Nick has dumb bitch selective hearing. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so we were with someone today that had tooth candy and. Uh, so you guys don't know tooth candies when they take a swarovski crystal and they put it on your tooth on any of your teeth you want they put on your tooth and it's supposed to last they say from three to six months patty has had his tooth candy in before we moved here so like two years i I feel like tooth candy is a brand i feel like tooth candy is a brand i I might be wrong though but um i i had tooth candy i i i already got tooth candy you, oh, what, oh, DragCon UK, you went, you like got it done in drag. Yeah, and I said, Monday, you should go get your tooth candy. And you were like, how, uh, and you're like, no. And now here you are years later. How long did yours last? It lasted quite some I scraped it off. It, it, I had to like take it off. It was months. It was on there. <laughs> Why um, did you take it off? Did you not like it anymore? I think I was just over it. Um, but in true Monet fashion, years after I did it, Monet was like, we should get tooth candy. Well, here's the thing. So I'm not a fan of the one one. I would, I want. So if you got to know how Swarovski crystals go, they go from SS one. All, and I'm it's sure all crystals, by the way, it's not just Swarovski crystals. Well, yeah, sorry. So all Again, crystals. Is from a, like, is a, for those of you who don't know, Swarovski is a brand is a brand. Yeah. Crystals, yeah. And you know, but but you know, Swarovski stopped selling their crystals individually to like dealers. So now there's a new one. I went down to get stones for a video Bob and I did. It's coming out soon. 
I was go buy crystals. I was like, can I have Swarovski? He's like, you, you, you can't buy Swarovski anymore because they don't. They, so there's a new one that takes the place of the Swarovski. Anyway, how they they're measured oh, from that video. Yes, they're measured from SS one up until I the they, the biggest I know is forty. I'm sure they go bigger. I just don't I I, I don't know that. Forty. What what is that? What would that look like? Is that like a is that like a what is that? What would that even look like? SS forty. I would imagine to be about about the size of a little smaller than a quarter or like a a, a nickel. That's a huge rhinestone. <laughs> but I want so I want like SS five. SS five is tiny. I want if I get like a bunch of SS fives on one tooth, I think that would be cute. I think you should do it. You know, I, I enjoyed my toucan. I thought it was fun. Um, I liked it. And then when yeah. I was over, I just kind of scraped it off and went about my business. Does it cut the inside of your lip? No, I'd be worried about it, that. It didn't cut my lip. I mean, you feel it there. You definitely feel it on your lip. But yeah. um, I, I I enjoyed it. And um, I mean, Jacob, I had it while we were together. Did you feel so when when Bob would when Bob would give you oral pleasure? Did you feel it, Jacob? You think I'm rubbing my teeth on Jacob's dick <laughs> or asshole? Is that is that is that what you do when you give head or eat ass? Do you rub your teeth on your partner's dick? The outs the outside of your teeth, no less. Is that how you give head? Uh, yeah, you know, I like to use all parts of my mouth. I don't just only do the throat and tongue. I like to incorporate the teeth as well in a thoughtful way so that it's pleasurable. Well, well, okay, you've seen this. Have you? you took, I know you've seen this, and I don't know how that's pleasurable. You see the videos where people give, where people suck dick, and they put the dick in between their teeth and their cheek like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? What is that? What is that? I think it's porn. I think it's it's it's, it's geared. It's pleasurable <laughs> for the person viewing it at home. But I don't think it's really for the person receiving the book. It's not it's not pleasurable to me viewing that at home. I'm not like, ooh, I mean, that looks like it feels good. Someone who's like, ooh, I want to see the penis like in their mouth and on the side and, and on the side of their mouth. So I think that's more so for the for the viewer. I'm assuming. Yeah, but, but also, I see the show. One like, guy mm -hmm. in porn who who's like always telling girls to like bite the head of his dick a little bit. Bite, but probably like a little like not. I'm 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 guessing it's not like. It's probably like a little like, you know. Well, I'm not sure, but he tells the girls to bite the head of his penis a lot. It's Mandingo, Mandingo often tells the girls to bite his penis. His name is Mandingo. I don't know Mandingo. Mandingo is a is a famous uh, porn star. Well, okay, I don't know the origins of the word Mandingo, but it's uh, the Mandingo I mean I. Tribe. But oh, then, so but that's then, why. But then the term for slavery. Bit, then the term became a little bit more perverted here in America. It became mandingo. Then it became a, just a, a a term for like large to fetishize uh, large black men. And then specifically in terms of the fights, it became like mandingo fights. But, it, but and then was, and then it became a, a colloquialism used for porn too. Yeah. Like I want like a mandingo. Yeah, I want a mandingo dick or something like that. Yeah. Well, I, well, it. mandingo was one of the people who got that turn because Mandingo is a porn star with a humongous, like a absurdly humongous penis. And then and then a giant penis <laughs> became known as a Mandingo. Has the podcast episode where you guys uh, where I did poppers, is that did that come out yet? No. By the time they listen to this episode, that episode will be out, yes. Oh, so okay. Well I I, did, I talk about my experience doing poppers there. And um <laughs> I was telling Andy I did a pop on the podcast he was like 
you didn't pop to the podcast? I was like, yeah. He was like, do you want to do it when we have sex? I was like, no. And maybe I should try it. Andy trying to get a whiff. Andy trying to live vicariously. <laughs> no, he's not. Andy's like, do you want to just spit your beer in my mouth? Andy, Andy living a little too. Andy, like, do you want to you want to have a drink and then like just kiss Black me with a, to the sun? Do you want to drink and then kiss me with a lot of tongue? Andy trying to live vicariously. Andy, Andy flying. Andy getting real slick over there. Okay, I have a question. Have As you being a sober person, Jacob not. When like let's say you and Jacob are out somewhere and Jacob is drinking, do you like like and you guys like happen to kiss? Do you not? Ha- oh, you guys kiss? Do you pause before you kiss Jacob so like the alcohol like goes away or you just go for it anyway well we don't like make out in public and um so that's kind of like the, the a big part of how well that's like we're not making out in public and um also jacob doesn't really drink that often um so i've, I've never been in a scenario in public where me and jacob were like tongue kissing in a public venue where he was having drinks Got so it. uh and i can't really think of a scenario where jacob and i would be out in public tongue kissing work well it's just kind of not our thing you know are you do you and andy tongue kiss in public a lot <laughs> i would say a lot but we do like a lot of being like we're always doing it but we tongue kiss often in public like where are you tongue kissing like where are you make like where are you making out <laughs> The way you ask questions, it sounds so. <laughs> but I'm genuinely curious, like where where you are that you're making out in public. Okay, I'm making out. Like, let's say we're like on a dance floor, like a party, and like I'm drinking a drink, and we're dancing, and then we like go and then we go in for a kiss. Like that's we do that. Like we and go out like to dance making a lot, out, and you're like making out. No, we're not like. But we're we're kissing, and there is a little tongue, like a little. You know, not like we're not like making out for five minutes, but like we're kissing. There's a little tongue in there, like for a few for you of those moments. Yeah, Jacob and I don't we I don't I don't think Jacob and I have ever had a moment where we have like been been uh, kissing more than a peck in public. Really? Have you have you had that experience with alcohol breath and kissing somebody with somebody else though? Because we're probably yeah. amorous. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Here we go, Polly um, amorous. Well. My 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 last partner was sober. My other partner was sober, and um, but like strangers. No, I did tell the story before, and I'll I'll reiterate it quickly. But one time, Tina Burner did randomly kiss me, and my mouth went numb. <laughs> Hashtag. By the way, on a on a completely unrelated note, have you seen the movie Cocaine Bear? <laughs> on a completely be- unrelated on a completely unrelated note. I am not insinuating anything. I'm just wondering if you've seen Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Have you seen it? Bob is so full of shit. I'm just Bob asking if you've seen Cocaine Bear. About, we spoke about this. So yes, I well, did see it. Well, then answer the question, bitch. Have you seen it or not? <laughs> I did see it. And... Okay, well, then now, the, then now we can move on and go back to the conversation. Have you ever? Have, is that the problem that you and Andy have with the kissing and the, and the, and the mouth stuff? That he went numb? No, that you were like um, drinking tequila and then... Or for fraud, you know, it could be tequila, it could be whiskey, it could be vodka. You have no clue. <laughs> no, there's a situation where, like, I would, like, have just took some drink. And it will, it will go in for a kiss. And he will, and he was like, I'm like, oh, sorry. But, that, that, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. Jacob, Jacob doesn't really drink at home. 
and we don't make out in public. So we this is not a problem that Jacob and I have ever run into. Okay, when you like hook up with, is it something because so, of Jacob's comfortability? Like, do you? I was have you hooked guy up in Brooklyn, like uh, maybe like uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, and um, and he showed up and he was like, I bought a drink. I said, oh, do you? I said, do you want to drink from the mini bar? And he was like, no, I bought a drink. And then he was like drinking it and then trying to kiss me. And I was, and he was like trying to like, I was like, nigga, swallow your fucking drink at least. Damn. <laughs> um, and then he like went to, and then he was like, so he would drink the entire drink. Like this whole like cocktail that he had, like, like a premixed cocktail that he got from the store. And then he was like, "That is such a New York thing. That is well, maybe it's not New York, but this is my experience in New York. Niggas in New York will bring a drink from the corner store. That is so New York." And then he was in a like, black bag. No, he was. I mean, he was. He was in the black bag. He was so cute though, too. But I was like, I hate that you're so that you're. And then he was like, "Actually, can I have that drink of yours?" Like, sure. So I gave him the, <laughs> so I gave him the bottle. But you know those little bottles of alcohol. It wasn't like a pre. It was like a. It was like a bottle of alcohol, like straight uh-huh. up alcohol. A little like a little like like airline. Not like little... a little one. Like it was like maybe three of those in this bottle. Oh. And then he drank the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kept fooling around. And then he was like, "Oh, can I get the premixed drink too?" <laughs> and I was like, "This is wild." Like, you're not that cute, baby. Like, you're really hot, but, like, not cute enough to be, like... And then he drank that, and then by the time I was like, you are drunk. Like, you showed up sober, and you are now wasted. Was he wasted, really, or you just be drunk? he was drunk. He he left drunk. And I was like, it's the point I was like, this is... You gotta... Like, I didn't say you gotta go. We we talked and hung out for a little bit, but I was like, you're... I remember thinking to myself, like, you are drunk. Like, you were not drunk when you showed up. I went downstairs, met you downstairs. And then by the time he left, he was drunk. <laughs> he had an entire cocktail, three shots, and then a cocktail. Gagged. Fully gagged. Jacob, what the- Jacob, you playing music? Sorry, I, I I have my phone ready for advisory and I got a text. Oh. Yeah, I was fully oh. gagged. He was so yeah. cool. He had a really cool style. Well, I haven't. Um, I've been. I've been drunk maybe like six or seven times in my entire life, and one of them was recently when I went to Australia. I, I must have been around for like uh, all five of them because we used to work <laughs> oh together. God. And baby, Bob, I promise you, you've been drunk Bob, more than six, seven times. I was not drunk. I was mm-hmm. not drunk in those times. Okay, sure. <laughs> I've never seen you drunk. <laughs> when? When? I'm asking, I'm asking you, have I never seen you drunk? <laughs> no, you have not. Okay, so if I call Mitch right now and Mitch answers the phone because we both work with you at the monster, Mitch will say he has never seen you drunk. Oh my God. I'm asking. Bob, first of all, it is one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning in New York. And you, Do know, not call and you Mitch. know, and you know, Mitch is awake. Just answer the question. Do you, I don't it, know if Mitch is awake. But so, so you don't want me to, you don't want to come because you know, Mitch and I both know we've seen you drunk S- several, many times, six times. Bitch, you are on this podcast lying. <laughs> bitch, is your mom is your mom listening? Bitch, like, who, like, why, who you who are you fronting for? Who are you fronting for? You will, come on here, you will come on this podcast and come clean about a nigga shitting on your chest, <laughs> but then you will lie about how many times you've been drunk. You are wild. You are, you are wild. I think we drunk maybe twice. Maybe. <laughs> Bitch, you've been drunk more than six times. I've seen you no, drunk more than six times. I said six or seven. <laughs> Money. 
You are, y'all, okay, continue your false story. Y'all, y'all believe this shit if you want to say. Go ahead, Monet. If I call Kamika right now, how many times, how many times do you think Kamika seen you drunk? Kamika's probably seen me drunk maybe two times. Maybe. And Kamika has known me for the longest of anyone in I've my life. I've seen you drunk more than, more than two times. <laughs> and I've known you for true. 11 or 12 years. <laughs> okay. Also, Bob would call somebody drunk if they had one drink. But if I had one no, drink, Bob was like... Bitch, Monet, I worked in bars for... I have been working in in bars okay. since like 2008. I know a drunk okay. person when I see one. I, everyone with a drink is not drunk. We, I know a drunk person when I see one. I am an alcoholic. I know a drunk person... When I see a drunk person, I have not been drunk. Bob has maybe. Monet, Bob I has did maybe an entire drunk, season of a podcast with once. Thorgy. I know a drunk person when I see well, a drunk person. Okay, Thorgy's not a drunk person. Thorgy has a fucking problem. Okay, let's start there. <laughs> anyway, I think we should take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about it. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Attention. Attention. Do you want to get a more chiseled look in your jawline, girl? Well, let me tell you. Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XE. Juvederm Volux XE is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it's the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XE. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Baby, get that jaw together, honey. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, let's take the first question, please. Jesus, someone save me. Wait, hold on. Don't do the question yet, Jake. Cause right, oh, Lord. I, I actually have our first question. <laughs> I actually have our first question. First of all, Jasmine Rice is down and said, no, nah, I'll call Jasmine Rice. Oh, yeah. Please leave your message. Yeah. You lucky. Uh, you lucky. I'm going to try one Because Mitch is asleep. Bob will call somebody back to back. They are first of all, he's not even he's not even asleep. He's just pressing that ignore. Ignored. Anyway. Yeah, call Jasmine. That's like the first question. Well, Jasmine can't come up to work. She can't <laughs> Hi Bob and Monet. My name is Chanello. Um pronouns are she they. And I'm a black, fat, queer woman living in America, right? Um, I have this coworker who, for lack of a better term, Sorry to use this word, but that's but that's like the only I don't have a good vocabulary, but she's a coon. Um literally it's every day. It's every day I'm met with like anti black sentiments. And I'm a cashier. I work in retail, so I work long hours and we're short staffed and it's me and her. And I wanna know like what can I do to like tune her out or stop letting her insecurities bother me so yeah that's it um sincerely shucking and jiving yeah this sounds familiar Just anyone who, who's listened to our podcast who is not familiar with these verbiage um so coon is, is, is a word uh it's, it's it's evolved over time. It used to just be like a, a racial slur against black people that white people used to use, and mm-hmm. now and now it's like a term that black people use as like a, a epithet against other. I don't know if I'm using that word right against other black people who they think, uh, I guess, like align their vision with uh with like white supremacy. I think is the best way. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if I'm using the word epithet right. Um, epitaph. I think it did. No, epitaph is when someone dies, and an epitaph um, is epitaph is a phrase or word. It's a epithet. Epithet. Isn't that what you said? Epithet is an adjective or, or adjective or descriptive phrase expressing a quality or characteristics of a person or thing mentioned. Epithet. I said epitaph, which is what which is what also on is on your uh, tombstone. Um, epitaph epithet um anyway um monet you want to take um you know meeting another black person who exhibits this kind of behavior it is very frustrating it's very upsetting it's maddening because you know because you know uh, you share obviously well not, not obviously but most 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 times when most black people walk into a room even though you have never met or seen or spoken to a black person before you feel some type of kinship sometimes just because you assume that you guys have a similar experience especially if you both come are from america or you're both from the uk whatever it is and when you see them say things or do behavior that uplift white supremacy or align themselves with it it's really annoying and it's 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 it feels maddening to be around and the the advice I can give you to not let this person's uh, coonage identity bring you down, 
I want to say engage with that person because it's not your business to 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 shine a light on their I mean it's not your business. Maybe maybe something that you might do to alleviate yourself of having to. So, so at least you have the the you have the thing that you did what you could do to express your opinions to that person. But I mean, it's kind of like the thing, right? Just ignore them, and and if you are assigned projects to work with this person, or you guys have to work the same shift together. I know that's really hard to not communicate with that person, and you don't want it to affect your job and your livelihood. But it's kind of like 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 if. If most people I've seen who are who are that like they've grown up like they've been like rooted in this behavior they've 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 always thought like this as long as they can remember so it's really hard to kind of erase it from that and it's not your job to teach them a better way but you just kind of have to just ignore them and just not engage even though know how maddening how maddening it could be and how frustrating it is be to hear them say things that align themselves with that kind of behavior I don't really know how to coexist with that to be honest. Well, I, I wish that I knew what the person was doing because I feel like the term coon has really has a really depending on who you are has a really wide definition. Uh, so for some people, cooning is like you have to be like Uncle Ruckus. Like if you're not Uncle Ruckus, I don't know if you know Uncle, Uncle Ruckus is a character from Boondocks who just loves white people mm. and, lo- and thinks that white people are just like the best mm. thing ever. And he's like, I love the white man, and he's like. You know, he and he's like and shucking and jiving is like a phrase that you use to describe like when a, like a black person is like uh, dancing and performing blackness for uh, white people. Um, but then there are times then the, then you have someone like Candace Owens who who gets to called, say who gets called this a lot. Um, but then I've been called a coon because I have a white boyfriend. So sometimes the 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 the, the wideness of what is and is not a coon is really wild. Uh, is what people consider really have you really been called a coon before for having yeah, just for, having, a white, having boyfriend? a white boyfriend yeah people have made statements about me having, but I've, but I've, I've, made, I've never noticed them calling me a coon because my boyfriend is, is white or for, or for having white friends or you must have forgot our our one hater on um on oh Twitter. girl Cause, girl cause he called us that a lot did um, he yeah because we have white boyfriends and white friends um hmm. but anyway i mean i i think that if if this person is exhibiting behavior that's anti-black, I'm argumentative. I'm not recommending that because at it's not, work, I, let me money. Let me finish my thing. I, again, I'm not recommending that. Um, but I do tend to uh, sometimes, even at work, even when I wasn't working this job, I would express my thoughts in a way that was uh, very clear that I was not interested or, or not happy with, or did not align myself with the way that someone was thinking. Um, and I, I can't in good faith recommend it all the time, but I know that it would, it helped me a lot. Um, and it rarely ever really got me in trouble because I do still have tact. So I'm not going to be like, mother, you know, I'm not going to be like, like screaming at people and being like, do not. I'll be like, so when you said you feel like, uh, black people should just stop resisting. What do you mean by that? Do you, do you think like, I heard that at work today, you kind of echoed this idea that, Black people make up 13% of the population, but are over 50% of the prison population. Now, do you think that might be because black communities are over-policed? Do you think it might be a statistical impossibility for black people to commit more than half the crime in America, considering that we're 13% of the population, or that uh, the crime is underreported or under, um, there's a, a very few arrests um, and charges in white, in white communities or non-black mm. communities. So mm. do you think that might be a possibility? I mean, even if every single black person in America 
was committing violent crimes and only half the white people were committing violent crime, they would still be doing more crimes than us. So don't you think that might be a possibility? Um, I would probably say it like that as opposed to being like, don't ever, you know what I mean? Um, but also if, if you have the ability to just like do your job and, and, and leave, I mean, it depends on like, what is this, what does this job mean to you? If you have the ability to do your job, check, clock out and go home, then maybe that's the best thing. I, I really think that protecting your peace is really important. <clears throat> and then you and all the other black people just get together and talk about that bitch. We're like, yo, you can't believe what this dumb bitch said the other day. And we're like, bitch, I know. Some other famous black coons that people, maybe that's, that seems messy to engage in, actually. Let me not do that. That seems very messy. I'm not going to do that. But um, You're not going to do it? Wow, that's coon behavior. <laughs> you won't call them out? Wow. <laughs> that's the A coon. So A cab. All coons are bastards. I'm kidding. I mean, um, Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro are probably not Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro's not black. Um, the one that that the, the, the became the 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 Department of the, of Housing. He's a Ben Carson. There's something weird. Okay, the term coon. I, I mentioned like something weird about uh because the difference between like nigga as a uh because when black people use nigga, it's not a pejorative, right? And coon is a racial pejorative, but it's specifically one that black people use against other black people. It's just it's just such an interesting. It's such an interesting. Um, it's really interesting. I, I don't actually. I I don't typically uh, assign that um, title to people. I don't call people coons, um, but I do. I do. You just say things like this person has a lot of internalized homo- a racism. Um, this person has some self hatred, some in- and internalized racism. Yeah, I've. Um, I don't use that word often. I don't. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with black people using it, but it's just not part of my vocabulary. Um, but yeah. Shall we do the next question? Mm-hmm. Jacob. All right. Here we go. Hey, Bob Monet. Uh, my name is Rashawn. I'm a college student in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I'm 19 years old. And I wanted to ask advice about how to maintain my self-worth on apps like Grindr and Tinder, especially when I'm faced with a lot of not only colorism, racism, like fat phobia, and all this other stuff. I'm working on my body a lot, and this can be really heartbreaking when people like don't find you attractive because of it. It has a really big self impact on me, especially when I'm a short, dark skinned black guy, chubby in America. So I just wanted to know some advice on how to not only cope with that, but I guess navigate those spaces. Thanks. I love you guys. Thank you. Before we go into that, I just want to quickly say because we did not, I did not say this before. To any white people listening who are just now finding out about the word coon, I do not advise you use this word. It is, it like, do not. do not. I'm obviously, people can say whatever they want to say, but it is as bad as saying the N word. And, oh, yeah. and like, to you, you cannot be like, well, Candace, I was a coon. <laughs> well, you know, and imagine if you heard a white person call Candace Owens a coon. Like, what did I if do? I was standing around and a white person called Candace Owens Coon, I'd be like, "This is," I'd be like, "This is crazy. This is crazy." You know? Okay, this is something I struggled with for so long, and you sound kind of young, which is like, um, I want to tell you this right now. Like, you are. I I don't know what you look like. I I, I don't know you. I, you you did give a description, but I don't actually know what you look like outside of being black, dark, short, and chubby. Which are the words that you use to describe yourself? Um, but I really feel like you're gonna fucking be in your 30s, turning 40s, 
you're gonna look back at yourself now and you're gonna you're gonna be like i was so cute i was so handsome i was so adorable and i wasted so much of my 20s feeling undesirable so mm-hmm. much of my 20s mm-hmm. feeling completely unattractive completely undesirable um because i allowed my self-worth the the way that i value myself to be um dictated by other people and how they saw me i did not allow myself to to give myself my own value i really looked for it from other people and i i needed it from the people and I needed it from really, really beautiful people. Um, I remember I told y'all about about that guy I was dating. They're not dating, but like we were like kind of seeing each other. That I was like obsessed with Preston, and like, oh. he was so pretty. And I was like, and that was the first time I remember being like someone who I thought was like really beautiful. Thought that I was really beautiful, and I allowed him to assign me all of my worth he doesn't know he didn't know this he still doesn't know that. he probably never does this to this day i allowed him to assign all of my worth to me and when he didn't want to be with me anymore i became worthless in my own mind because he was the arbiter and the keeper and the bearer of all my worth so when i lost him i lost my worth and i had to kind of rebuild it back up and i was pretty young i was probably like 25 or 26 and i remember being like Okay, this is I'm realizing now that I can't that can't be it. They that that's not sustainable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and there's no, there's nothing wrong with there is nothing wrong with wanting to work on yourself or work on your body, as you say. But if you're working on your body, this this is in my opinion, if you if you're working on your body so that people will want to be with you, um, that doesn't seem sustainable. You know what I mean? That does not seem sustainable. And I do think there are people who are going to want to be with you and people who do find you, people who will find you attractive, um, no matter how you look in this world. Um, And you might find a lot more value in those relationships and in those interactions than in changing yourself to fit the standards of of people who wouldn't be attracted to you otherwise. You know, trying to pull a Sandy in Greece, uh, Sandy Danny Zuko, where they change their whole aesthetic to win the other one over by the end of the movie. Yeah, um, I, I agree with pretty much everything Bob said. And, you know, I think that the journey to self-acceptance is, to some people, a lifelong journey. To me, it's taken me to well into my 30s to finally find and be at peace with, like, to get it. Because I, I remember being young in 20s. Bitch, going back to Craigslist, being on Craigslist, being on Adam for Adam, I've been feeling so insecure about what I looked like and why I was not desirable to all these people I was trying. I wish I was to. Why I was too feminine. Why I was too fat. Why I was too this and that and the other. I remember being there and hating myself for all those things. And now being at a place where I feel so comfortable with my skin, of course. And again, but I, I'm still a work in progress too, right? I was still looking in the mirror like, oh, I wish I could lose 10 pounds here. I wish I could, like, I, I still struggle with that as well. So I think it is a life journey for a lot of us. And it's something that you keep, you have to keep on working on. And maybe the answer is to get off the ass a little bit. I know getting off the app sounds like, well, no, like everyone like that. How is he going to hook up? And you don't, and that's comfortable for you. But sometimes it really does take getting off that shit and not being addicted to it. Like, waking up and it's the first thing you're looking for seeing if anybody sent you any messages to see if you have any taps if anyone favorited you like you it's really it's really easy to get sucked into that shit and being a 
addicted to that shit like fucking like fucking drugs girl it's like it fully feels like a drug and sometimes it really takes you to step back from that shit and really do some own soul searching and just really coming to love you and i know that sounds so cliche and like such some bullshit you see at the end of a rom-com or some fucking movie but it really is taking a step back and finding that self-love and really digging deep into that and really and really and really being at peace with that for you First of all, I remember coming and watching The Color Purple. The Color Purple is the best love story in the world because in the end she gets herself. Spoiler alert, but the movie is also mm-hmm. 39 years old at this point. Um, so you should have seen it by <laughs> you should have seen it by now, 38 years old. Um, and the book's probably 45 years old, 40 years old. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend you watch The Color Purple. Once I, real, once I realized that beauty is a social construct, because I'm going to give y'all a big dose of truth right now. This is like a really big, something that kind of like it used to drive me crazy and I just kind of had to just like let it go because I realized that it genuinely has nothing to do with me. And those people not finding you attractive genuinely has nothing to do with you. And I know that sounds so far fetched, but you like, you have to hear me out. And you know, I, I, I do uh, most of the stuff I do, I do it with Monet exchange and with uh peppermint. And whatever it is about Monet and Peppermint, whenever they are on the screen, it is it is all a bunch of comments on their their physical beauty. It is always, especially Peppermint. Whenever I do anything with Peppermint, the entire screen is just Peppermint is glowing. My God, Peppermint is so beautiful. Pe- which which by the way, I agree. Peppermint and Monet are very beautiful, and I see their beauty and I bask in it. And, and, and it used to drive me crazy, and I was like, "Bitch, am I fucking chop suey over here?" And then in the, you know, in the last episode, I had this beard that I, w- I had been growing just because I was, I hadn't done drag in so long. And then I started getting compliments on my beard and I was like, well, I have to shave my beard off because I have to do drag. And it was like driving me a little bit crazy because I was like, I was finally getting these compliments that I was like never getting online. But then I had to realize too, that for me to derive my um, self-worth off of how beautiful people think I am does not actually give me self-worth. You know what I mean? It is a very superficial um, feeling, a fleeting feeling, by the way, of, mm-hmm. of feeling beautiful. Um, and when I realized that, again, like I said, beauty is is just a social construct. It's based on, and it is almost always based on Eurocentric beauty standards. And I'm going to reiterate that it's almost always based on Eurocentric beauty standards. And the further you get away from from a skinny white person, then the less beautiful you feel. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And and I, I just basically have to, you have to really have to decolonize your own mind, basically. And also, last thing I want to say too is just know that for every body shape, physicality, every type of beauty in the world, there's someone who is into that and someone's going to love that. You know what I mean? And you may not be finding it as easy as you would like to on these apps and these hookup apps and dating apps, but I promise you there's somebody out there that's going to see your short black ass and be like, fuck, that's my man. That's my guy. That's my person. You know what I mean? So you so just know that that is a thing. And again, it sounds like, yeah, sure, it's never going to happen, but I promise you there is. Also, if, if you're loading up a comment about my physical beauty, please delete it. Please do not. Please. Oh, it's I, too late. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but please. It, it, I, no, I, I, Bob. I, no, Bob. Oh, we will I, hear you. It tries me. I Please don't. Please delete the comments. Please. <laughs> Hit backspace, honey. 
It makes me. It, I I am. I've actually got to a point where I am a little bit uncomfortable with people talking about not not too much to be honest, but I'm a little bit uncomfortable with people commenting on my physical beauty in general. It it I I think I'm overcoming some uh form of I don't want to call it trauma, but like uh I'm just overcoming my own issues with that to be honest. Um, especially when I'm not done up, especially when I'm when I'm like you know just sitting around just bobbing around yeah it makes me a little bit uncomfortable but not enough that people but i don't want to make a big deal out of it so you know what type of comments i don't care what's our what's our what's our oh my god that was that was a journey i i i don't i don't know where we're at i don't know what to do i have i have i have i have loaded i just typed the words bob i don't know what to put after them I'm still on my journey, Monet, so you don't mind if I'm still on my journey. So can I say, Bob, you're beautiful, or can I not? Monet, you can say whatever you want to say. It's, it's, you can, okay. You are and set. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, next question. Hi, my name is Georgie. Um, my pronouns are she, her. I have this predicament where I have been living with my roommate who is nine years older than me um, for like four years now. And so since they're so much older, they are more established in career. They make a lot of money. And during 2020, they bought a house and I moved into that house with them. Um, so I pay like however so much money a month to help them with rent. Um, I mean, to help them with their mortgage, but it's rent for me. But she stopped like two years ago. We've lived in the house for two years. She's only charged me for utilities like gas and heat and water and trash and stuff like once. And then like never billed me again for it. So like I send the money every month. Um, and then that's all just for rent. I do pay for our internet. I'm just wondering like should I bring this up or do we think it's fair because like I'm helping them with their mortgage on a house that's an investment I, what do you guys think? Um, I want to say, first of all, you're not helping them with their mortgage. You're paying rent to live somewhere. Like, yes, but if you were living at an apartment building or if you're living somewhere else, you're paying. Monet is gathering. <laughs> Monet said, you're not helping. 
You're paying rent, bitch. Like you're, you're paying a tenant, rent, honey. <laughs> you're like you're if you were living in an apartment complex, whatever it is, that your rent money is going towards the mortgage of that building, but you're not helping the landlord, bitch. You're paying to, you're paying to live um, at a place. So you're not helping her out. Yes, y'all are friends, but you're still paying to live there. The only place you could and I don't know your situation, but maybe the only place you could live rent free is at back at home with your family, your friends. So you know what I mean? So and so the, they're saying that. The person has not they've they've stopped paying rent and they're only paying utilities. No, they stopped paying utilities, they're only paying rent. They they, they only pay internet and rent. Okay. They haven't, so, paid, they haven't paid any utilities in a long time. And they're wondering if they should bring it up. I mean, if the I person believe. If the person is not asking you for it, I assume that, you know, like you said, the person makes a lot of money. So they may be in a situation when they maybe know your financial situation and they're just they don't feel like they need to get those extra uh, coin dollars from you to help pay for the for for the other things like trash and water and power. They got it. But if you're still holding up your end of the deal and paying your rent and the Internet, then I think counted a blessing. And I think if 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 because but I, 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 I'm confused. How did I want to know? How did you get to the place that you stopped giving it? Like, did they say, "Hey, did you just stop paying it and they stop asking for it"? So you just you just chucked it up to, "Oh, so I guess they don't need it." Or did a person tell you to stop paying it? Because if they told you just pay me rent and utility, rent and um, internet, then that's what they were asking of you. So I would say just get, count your blessings, but you're not helping them out with the mortgage. You're paying rent to live, not at home. You know I. Uh, really do not like surprise bills. I do not. I always ask. <laughs> I like to ask up front. I like to be like, "Hey, I need to know exactly how much this costs. And I need. I need to pay it as soon as possible, because I do not want um in a couple of months to get hit with six months of bills all at once. So I, I like to try to get ahead of things while I can, just mm-hmm. to make sure. Just to get. And I know. I know. I know your friends, but baby, listen to me. I know your friends. And if you are friends, this will not be an issue. Get it in writing. If she tells you, you do not owe me any money for those utilities for the past couple of months, get that in writing. Even an email. Yeah, get that Get that in something that you can show someone else down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're going to, I mean, obviously, you're going to pay rent if you're going to live there. And that, that makes that makes the most sense to me. And it sounds like you have a pretty sweet deal. It sounds like you're friends. It sounds like you get along. It sounds like it's not too, it sounds like you're, 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 uh, you're, 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 you're not spending that much to live and you're living with someone that you like. And, um, and, and they're bearing the, the brunt of the responsibility probably, probably because they are the major shareholder and they're probably in the biggest bedroom. I'm, a, I'm a, this, these are all assumptions. Um, so yeah, I would just say just get cl- get clear on that, get it in writing, and then just kind of like ride the wave, you know. It's to keep with the I'm helping her pay her mortgage, <laughs> girl. <laughs> that really tickles you. <laughs> so I'm helping her pay her mortgage, bitch. You are paying your rent to live. <laughs> 
Hey, Bobby Monet. Uh, my name is Warren. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Um, I am Team Monation, but I got love for your Baba heads out there. That makes um, one of you. I just want to ask a quick question. Um, I recently graduated college and moved back home to Virginia, um, but I really want to move to a very queer city just so you know I can be with my fellow queers and live my best gay life. Um, and I just want to ask you all um, what um are your favorite queer cities out there um i know both of you have traveled so much and toured all throughout the world and i just wanted to know um also maybe one that kind of shook you you're like damn this place is gay um but anyways love you both have a lovely day i think it's your turn to go yeah you know my favorite city in the world is new york city uh new york city is not easy to live in but if you want to live in new york city it is so it can be so rewarding i moved there when i was 22 years old i did not graduate from college i dropped out of college and i just you know moved to new york city and was like i just had so many dreams and so many hopes and just really bright eyes and just so just i was just really you know nyc uh soloist from annie you know three bucks two bags one me vibe and um and i would not change it for anything in the world i i look back on my memories living in new york city as a very young adult as some of the fondest days of my life i just cannot i cannot believe that i got to be in new york city before uber and and (laughs) and like you know when i got to new york city like the the token was on the way out basically wow like there were those little coins with little holes in them there were still some there were still some some uh swipe cards that had token slots in them and um and it was just like such an amazing place. I, I cannot say enough nice things about New York City. And I also really love LA. LA is a is a beautiful town. I really like this town a lot. It's so it's so relaxing. Uh, which probably is not relaxing if you're from Virginia, you know. Uh, but if you if you go from Virginia to LA, LA it'll, it'll probably seem quite busy. But if you're coming from New York City, anything is relaxing. This anything is relaxing if you lived in New York City for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and a city that shocked me, I was like, oh, wow. Um, and anyone who lives there is probably like, why would you be shocked? But as someone who was not very versed in Texas, Austin is a wonderful town. I actually considered moving to Austin before moving to L.A. Um, from New York City. Not, I didn't give it a ton of consideration, but it was on my radar, like Monet's Portland uh, saga. Uh, I was like, I might move to Austin. Like, it was, it was it's a really cute town. And um, Austin has a really fierce, um, like, uh, queer scene. And Ritzy like, Bits moved there from Ritzy, New York. Oh, Ritzy Bits, the flipping one. Yeah. From trailer. Connecticut. Is she from Connecticut? Ritzy know. Bits was the OG Jax. <laughs> is, was Ritzy Bits from Connecticut? Are you sure? Ritzy Bits is from Connecticut. <laughs> I think Ritzy Bits is adopted. And I think we're. <laughs> and she used to do the flips, right? Yeah, she do backflips. I'm dead. <laughs> I might you know, I, I might have just made all that up, but I'm pretty sure she's from Connecticut. I'm pretty sure she's this is crazy. You know that's a New York thing, right? And I I, I mean okay, let me go hold on, pause. Pause, pause before you start getting crazy. Let me rewind. Don't, you don't know what I'm gonna do. I realize I think I realized that it may be a New York thing that I hear people do that all the time. And I just I was talking to two friends recently from New York and I was like, Oh my god, I realize that like a lot of New Yorkers say that. I don't know if it's just a say what? Like I'm dead or I'm crying, like stuff like that. Like I, that is not. 
Okay, that's why I said pause, bitch. And I knew for that fucking reaction. That's why I said pause. Well, bitch, I'm unpausing. Everything's not a New York City <laughs> thing when I... Saying I'm dead or I'm screaming or I'm, I'm crying. I'm crying. That is not, that is just, but the thing is, you found out about it in New York City because you were living in New York City when you found out about it. But that mm. does not make it a New York City thing. Okay. Anyway, um, queer cities. I, I like mean, people walking and breathing and blinking. That is that is New very York New York. Thing. The New Yorkers do that like all the time. Go, answer the question, but gay uh, cities, queer cities, queer cities. I will say. I mean, I New York City is to me. I, I know I live in LA now. New York City is the greatest city in the world. I fucking love being from New York. I fucking love growing up in New York. I fucking love coming of age in New York. I fucking love being a young adult in New York. I fucking love being an adult in New York. Just being able to walk around the city and go to and experience so much gay shit all over the city. I it truly and still today. Now I know some some of the local queers there or the queens there. They're like, there's too many gay bars, too much, too much, too much dragon. I can't less now than there were when I when I fucking started drag. Gay bars, bitch. They opened yes. like three last year, and they've closed like ten since. Oh I, yeah, even more than that. Heaven, Splash, Excess, Therapy, um, uh, the Boiler Room, um, Manhole, XL, Jim Bar, Jim Jim Bar. Was the, it was in Brooklyn. It was shaped kind of like a wind. Sugarland, TNT. No, TNT, Sugarland, no parking. No parking. Oh, my God. That was such a these good are, club. These are all the spots I used to go, girl. Um, yeah, so New York City. And, we, of course, you know L.A. Portland is a very queer city. Like, just queer in general. It's just, it is queer. The house down boots. And very, it is very white. Portland is very white. Um, um, and then, I don't know. It's because I'm American. And I know Europeans just are just a little bit different. But so many cities in, in, in Europe, I feel, are so fucking queer. And I love being there. Fucking Madrid and Barcelona. Well, can Bitch. I say something real quick? Yeah. Do you think, because I've experienced this too, when I go to these towns, but because we are there for short amounts of time and we are there on the queerest, we are doing <laughs> the queerest things, we think these towns are queer. But like, so in, in my experience, Newcastle is a very queer town. Every time I go to New queer, Newcastle, it is a very queer experience. But I got a sneaking suspicion that the folks in Newcastle will be like, no, 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 baby, Newcastle is not queer. Brighton yeah. is not queer. But in my mind, Newcastle is just, honey, it is gay. I think Ibiza is queerer than Madrid. I think that London is queerer than Birmingham. I think that, you know, those places like that. Well, I went to Madrid, but not being I, I, Bradley Wilson and I. We vacationed there for like, for like we went there for like a week and a half, and we just went on a on a, on a French trip to to Madrid. And Madrid was very queer. Like they have bars and like a lot of bars and things called like Boyberry, where bitch like 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 they have like a lot of them around the city. And like we went to like three gay bars. So maybe it's not that queer. It felt very queer to me as of as an American visiting Madrid. And um, I think, uh, and also Prague. I was very gagged again, but I was there for work. So you maybe can't to even your spell point, Prague. So maybe Bob, maybe right, maybe Prague isn't that queer, but it you felt know, that you queer. Know who that, said was, that? Um, Nicki Minaj, duh. And then so Prague is when it was there. I was there on Work the World. The second time I went there, I was there on Work the World, and myself and one of our sisters. I, I'll say her name. She doesn't care. Naomi. We're at this bar. 
in Prague, this club, this club in Prague, at the work at the bar. We we got out of drag. We did. We got judged up. We at the club. It's her, us, and like all of us, like Violet, Valentino. We we're all out of this club. And then Naomi had like planned to hook up with this dude there, like meet up. I don't know what they were, but meet up. So then Naomi met met up with him. He's this very very good looking dude, hot, right? And like they're talking, they're talking, and Naomi just turns around to me. She goes, "You can have him." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, work. <laughs> and did you hook up with him? Oh, bitch, we we saw that do your favorite thing, make it out in the bar, and then we went back to my hotel. We bitch, I went back to the hotel. I should run clear. We got it together, bitch. It was great. He was hot. It was great. That was a great time. Naomi just, I just, I will never forget. Naomi was sort of, and she had been talking to him for like forty minutes at this point. She turned around and goes, "You can have him." <laughs> Must be nice. Did she, did she ever explain what her thought process was? No, and I then never. Part two, how was the hookup? I never asked her why, and I, I'll ask her. Thank you, Jacob, for reminding me. And the hookup was great. He was a great kisser. We, bitch, he was turning me out. He was great. He was great. Like I don't know what he could have done or said that Naomi was like, nah, I'm good on it. Or maybe she met Not someone interested. else. Can you? Can we call her and ask? Oh my God! She lives in Los Angeles. No, oh, uh, no, Jacob. Jacob is so messy. It's a fair question. <laughs> I mean, should I call and ask her? That's that is between you and uh, and Miss Heppenstall. Let me text her. She she's up. Bobiana. Yes, there. I'm learning to savor these moments with you. My little baby's going to be gone for so long and I'm going to miss you so much. And I'm happy you're not being a total bitch and a cunt and we can have these lovely, sweet moments together. I love you so much. I really do. I feel strongly about you too, Mona. Okay. Um, and I'm glad that you feel like you can um, share those feelings with me. <laughs> see? See? There it is. That, do, y'all, do y'all? Okay. Patrons, especially, and all of you who listen to our podcast, but I know some because some of y'all don't. You, if you're listening on YouTube, you you can't see this part. When Bob does that thing, when he answers stuff, he goes like, "One more name." I'm glad that you feel you can show this way to me. It feels so dismissive and shady and i don't like it well because monet you were just trying to intentionally antagonize <laughs> not, me and i didn't allow you to what you said was i'm glad you're not being a bitch and a cunt <laughs> so you tried to act like first of all you're not as clever as your icon miss uh, mistress isabel brooks to oh be able to gas like me i'm not lucy laduca you're not mistress <laughs> isabel brooks let me tell you right now bitch if you and me were on the same season i would be mind gaming you you don't have what it th- you got to wake up very early in the morning to play mind games on Bob the motherfucking drag queen. So you don't get to act like you you give me a compliment while saying I'm glad you're not being a bitch and a cunt because like you normally are and then you get to be nice and then expect me to flip around and be like ooh, 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 ooh and then I give you nothing and then you act like me giving you nothing was giving you something when in fact you're the one who gave me something. Well, I think I just I just achieved everything I was going for. So thank you so much for playing into what I wanted to. Because I got the reaction I wanted, honey. Sure. Yeah, that's the reaction you wanted. Yes, it was. I'm sure. uh, there it is. There it is. Yes, honey. And let me guess. Naomi, uh. didn't, let me guess. Naomi didn't answer your text. You're left on red. And it says red. You're well, gagging. actually, you're actually, gagging because it says red. Actually, show the screenshot. It doesn't even say delivered for whatever reason. I don't think her phone is on. So it says, 
I just first said, of all, Naomi's phone will always it's your crunchy phone. It's your crunchy. <laughs> Naomi's phone is always working, honey. Okay. <laughs> Don't it's ever, like, don't ever come for Naomi Smalls like that ever again. It's your crunchy phone. It's don't ever, don't ever fix your lips. Say anything about my fucking season, season eight, top three, bitch. She was first of all, she was my top three before she was your yours. Okay, okay, Honey. bitch. And Naomi was in your top three because she felt bad for you. <laughs> That's the only reason she was in the finale for you because she felt bad for you. They always tell the story all the time. You know, when we did, it was the top four of All Stars 4, when Naomi, when Trudy and I were the top two, and then Naomi and um, Monique go to the back, and then that's when they reveal Alaska, Trixie Mattel, and Chad Michaels, and then they turn up at the top of the runway, and Naomi says, Monique, Monique looks at them, she looks back at her, and she looks, talking about Trixie's outfit, she goes, is this bitch wearing polyester? <laughs> Bitch wearing polyester. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so funny. You know, I, I, I'm starting to realize that like it's been so long since I was on RuPaul's Drag Race that I I don't I, I don't think I actually remember it as much as I just remember telling stories. Like I'm just remembering the stories that I've told, and mm. I don't actually remember drag race. I just remember specifically the stories that I tell a lot. And people say things and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that did happen, didn't it? Girl, this is me and everything. I, bitch, I can't remember shit I did a lot. It's, sometimes you would tell me stuff that we did a couple of months ago, like from tour. I'm like, oh yeah. I, I, I Yeah. So I, 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 I feel you. I found this um, Facebook group I started years ago because I did, I kind of, um, let me see. Um, I found out about uh Hold on. I found out about this woman named Zoe Alexander from um the X from X Factor, and this was like over ten years ago. She uh, went on and she was kind of like labeled as a pink impersonator, and then she sang um you know na 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 I want to start a fight, and they were like, can you just like kind of sing your own thing? Like don't do the pink thing, don't do the pink thing, do you like your own thing? And she sang a song. They were like, "Yeah, you need to go find your own identity and then come back." And then you see her face kind of like melt, and she was like, "Wait a minute! Like, I didn't want to sing pink. You guys told me to sing pink. I didn't even want to sing pink." And they were like, "What? We didn't tell you to sing anything." And then she, then she like threw her microphone. Or she said she dropped it. They act like they made it seem like she threw it. She knocked over a set piece. She like pushed the camera, and it was like her realizing that that like watching the reality TV machine turn on her and she didn't realize it and i had a similar moment to that with this group called glamour bees that that me and my friends were in back in oh 2010 maybe oh 2011 where we all went to america's got talent mm-hmm. and i want to should this be a patreon exclusive where i tell the story or should i just yeah so make it make it patreon exclusive okay i'll tell you all it, it, was, it was it was it was my first time ever Wait, if we're going to make it a Patreon exclusive, let's wrap up this episode and leave it with a Patreon exclusive. Okay. Well, it's, 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 it's a story about the behind-the-scenes tea on America's Got Talent and Last Coming Standing. Put it to you that way. All right. Which well, I did before Drag Race. 
Thank you guys for submitting all of your questions for sibling advice. We really have not done one in a while, so this is very lovely. And I guess we should start. You know what? Let's do, let's do a, little, a, little, a little stint of, of, of it. Actually, we'll have a lot of advisory coming up because this season is maybe like three or four more episodes. So we'll get there. Well, bitch, you know All-Stars is just around the river bend. Allegedly. You don't have to watch them all night. Okay, you don't have to do no, anything. No, I'm not. We, I'm Thorgy, not... Thorgy would be happy to fill in. Bitch, I, 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 first of all, let me let me let me tell you one motherfucking thing, okay? Naomi Smalls, you could take a break. Naomi and I would do with the motherfucking All Stars. Bitch, you're the one huffing and puffing and grieving, but you don't know what I'm huffing and puffing at. Will you want to share the class? No, I don't actually. I know what you're huffing and puffing and breathing about because you took the stairs about two hours ago. <laughs> oh my god thank you guys for the advice for me, and we'll see y'all next time bye, bye. <laughs>like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm velour xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.